Welcome to the Lady Preacher Podcast, a podcast for the progressive Christian, where we talk about an all-loving God, an embodied Christ, and an ever-moving spirit. Dive right in as we wrestle with what it means to live out our faith in the world. Hello, my friend. Welcome. I'm so glad that you are here. I am your host, Reverend Kelsey Beebe. And today we are going to dive into, no pun intended, you will see why. Uh, We're going to dive into Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 through 33. And as I read, I invite you to take a deep breath, ready yourself to hear the words of scripture, Relax your shoulders a little bit. If your toes are clenched, unclench your toes. Maybe wiggle your fingers a little bit. Notice if your brow is furled, let your face relax. Again, take a deep breath and hear these words. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After Jesus dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I do not be afraid. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, Jesus said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Those who were in the boat worshiped Jesus saying, truly, you are the son of God. I invite you to pray with me. Beloved creator, I ask that you be present with each person hearing this today. Fill them with a sense of your Holy Spirit. Give them hope and fill them with wonder. May they trust in you and know that they are loved. Be with all of us today, O God, as we hear this story. Help us to hear you speaking to us and through us and around us. Open our hearts and our minds and fill our well this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, my friends, so I don't know if you noticed, but at the very beginning of this passage, it says the word immediately. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. And the crowd that was gathered was from the 5,000. So to, to put this into context within the Gospel of Matthew... Jesus had 
lots of people gathered around him seeking healing, seeking hope, wanting to hear his teachings. And there were so many people. It says there were 5,000 men and or plus women and children. So we can imagine if there are only 5,000 men or not only there are 5,000 men plus their wives and plus all the children, there's got to be at least 10,000 people gathered here. And they're all fed. Jesus makes a miracle happen. People share and everyone has enough food. And I'm imagining that Jesus is so tired and I'm sure his disciples are too from hosting this gathering. I know that I am exhausted just from hosting a few friends afterwards and I'm an extrovert. And obviously, oh my gosh, just saying that makes me miss so much the, the gift and blessing of being able to host people for meals. One day I have hope that we can do that safely again. But I imagine they are so exhausted. And so Jesus sends them out into the boat. Just head on your way and I'll meet you out there. Jesus takes care of dismissing the folks that were gathered. And afterwards, Jesus then goes up on a mountainside to pray by himself. I love this, that Jesus does what he needs to care for his spirit. He doesn't go with his disciples, the folks that he is still teaching and caring for. He goes by himself up on a mountainside and he prays. He centers himself. He takes deep breaths. He does what he needs in solitude to prepare him for what is to come. So maybe you need that word today from this passage. Maybe you need that word that is God's permission for you to rest and take time for yourself and do what you need to find restoration and rejuvenation and rest. The other piece of this story, what I'm going to do today, I'm just going to pick out little things of this gospel text that I love. The other thing is this piece about Peter walking on water. So I, I love this image that, you know, after Jesus goes up onto the mountainside to pray, night passes and in the early, like the wee hours of the morning, like it's not even dawn yet. It's just the sun is barely starting to brighten the sky. Jesus goes and walks out to the disciples on the water. And like, of course, <laughs> this is how Jesus gets to them. Like He doesn't need a boat. He's Jesus. He's just going to walk on the water. As he's doing that, when the disciples see him, they freak out. And of course they do. I think I would too, you know, imagine you're sitting in this boat and you're far away from shore. And then a man's figure is walking on water towards you and your boat in the morning fog. Like you don't, you can't quite make it out. You know, it's far off in the distance and there's this thing walking towards you. I don't know about you, but <laughs> I'd freak out. And they ask each other, like, is it a ghost? What is it? What's going on? And Jesus immediately says, there's that word again, immediately. Jesus says, don't be afraid. It is me. Or how we might say it. It's okay. It's okay. It's just me. <laughs> and Peter, I love Peter. He's so funny. Peter, I, he says, well, Jesus, if that is really you, command me to walk out towards you. Command me to walk on the water towards you. And Peter in this moment to me feels maybe a little bit too self-confident, maybe like leaning into a little cocky. You know, I, Peter knew he couldn't walk on water. And I imagine that Peter didn't really think Jesus would do that. Like didn't really think Jesus would call him out and say, all right, <laughs> come walk on water. But Jesus does. Jesus calls Peter's bluff and says, all right, Peter, come out here. And so when Jesus says that, I imagine Peter's like, oh man, feeling a little bit nervous, 
maybe he's scared. He knows he can't walk on water, but he gathers his strength and takes a deep breath and he locks eyes with Jesus and he takes a step. He steps out of the boat and then takes another step and another step. And pretty soon he's like, hey, I'm walking on water. And I imagine like when he's first stepping out of the boat, I don't know if you grew up around water or spend time around water. My parents used to have this kayak and I used to get so nervous stepping into like, I'm going to tip this thing over and just nervous getting into the boat, stepping into the boat. Imagine how Peter feels stepping out of the boat on the water. Like what is going to happen? And he does. He goes out and he's like, I'm doing it. I'm walking on water. And then the wind blows. The waves pick up a little bit. And Peter, who had his eyes locked on Jesus, now is looking at the waves and thinking about the wind. He's feeling a little distracted, maybe a little scared. And we all know what happens next. Almost immediately, Peter starts to fall into the water. He falls in, he starts floundering and flailing. I imagine he's pretty scared in this moment. But this is my favorite part of the story. Peter cries out and then Jesus reaches and grabs Peter and pulls him into the boat. Jesus reaches for Peter. Jesus grabs Peter and saves him and tells him, why did you doubt? I think some folks hear that as an admonition, but I think Jesus is, you know, poking a little fun at his friend. Why did you doubt? I had you. You were doing great. But I love this part of the story because it's Jesus who reaches to Peter, which says to me, when we have stepped out in faith and are on our path, we're heading out, we're walking on the water and inevitably doubt ourselves or we doubt God's faithfulness on the path. Like the wind starts to blow, right? We get distracted. It is Jesus who will reach out to us. When we feel like we are drowning and in the midst of a storm, when we start to doubt ourselves, it is Jesus who reaches out and pulls us into the safety of the boat and reminds us, have faith. I've got you. We often hear this language of, you need to reach out to God. You need to be the one. If you're not feeling God, it's you who's walked away. But this story This is our reassurance that God reaches out to us, that God has us, that yes, of course, we need to pray and and reach out to God, but also God reaches to us. God grabs a hold of us and carries us to where it is safe, saying, I've got you. Why did you doubt? The other thing I love about this story I think we often give Peter a bad name here and and in other places in the Gospels. But, you know, we we admonish him for doubting when he's out on the water. But y'all, Peter's the only one who got out of the boat. All the other disciples were sitting there watching. Peter, at least, had the courage to step out in faith. And yeah, he he doubted for a moment, but he's human, right? (laughs) We do that, too. We know that we're going to doubt. But Jesus had him and at least he stepped out. At least he had the courage to take that first step out of the boat and walk towards Jesus. 
there's a book and I haven't read it. I can't even think of the author at the, at the moment, but the title of it has stuck with me. And it's called, If You Want to Walk on Water, You Have to Get Out of the Boat. I'm going to say that again because it's so good. If you want to walk on water, you have to get out of the boat. If we want to experience the, the magic and the mystery and the miracles of the world, we have to get out of the boat. We have to have the courage to step out in faith. You know, during Lent, we talk a lot about temptation, right? That's kind of the <laughs> one of the themes of this whole season. Lent's 40 days and 40 nights is based off of when Jesus was out in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights being tempted. I think the biggest temptation, or not the biggest, but one of the biggest temptations we face in life is the temptation to never get out of the boat, the temptation to just stay where it is safe and comfortable. But my question for us is, is it really safe? Is it really comfortable? Because what if staying in the boat is actually causing you harm? What if the boat, whatever it is for you in this metaphor, what if the boat isn't safe? Maybe you're super miserable in the boat. Maybe it's toxic. Maybe it's holding you back. Maybe it's not good for you. And yet we are tempted to stay in the boat because it's familiar. It's what we know. And we want to step out, but we also want to just stay where it's comfortable. It's stay in the familiar, stay with what we know. And in the United Church of Christ, we use this phrase, God is still speaking. So I want to ask you, how is God speaking to you through this passage? What does the boat represent for you? What would it mean to step out in faith? Even if you can't see clearly because there's fog, even if you don't feel well equipped, even if you have doubt, even if you're like, I've never done this before, carry all of that with you. Gather yourself, take a deep breath like Peter, lock your eyes with Jesus and step out of the boat. What would that look like for you? What would it look like? to lock eyes with Jesus and step out of the boat. And then when the wind blows or you get distracted or doubt or fear seep in, and we know, we know they will because we're human, trust that Jesus has your back. Just like with his friend, Peter. Trust that when things get stormy as they inevitably will, it is Jesus who will reach out to you. So whatever this boat is for you, Make that decision, take that leap and go. God has got you. God's got you and all will be well. All will be well. My friend, there is so much in this passage. And so I hope that a little bit of it somewhere spoke to you, whether it's that permission for rest or the notion that Jesus will reach out to you or the idea that maybe the boat isn't for you and you are called to step out of it. Whatever the message is for you, I hope you feel God speaking to you. I hope you feel God's presence with you and trust and know that God loves you so, so much. And so do I. Thank you for being here. Amen. My friend, thank you so much for joining us today. I am so grateful for you. 
Without you, this ministry would not be possible. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. The Lady Preacher podcast is part of a nonprofit called Dancing Pastor Ministries. And you can find us online at dancingpastor.org or join the community by finding us on Facebook at Dancing Pastor Ministries. If you would like to be a part of supporting this podcast, there are many ways you can do that without giving monetarily. You can share our posts on social media, send an episode to a friend, or just leave a review. If you would like to support us financially, you can do so at dancingpastor.org slash give. My friend, you are a gift. Thank you for being here and God bless.